Welcome to Refresh, a podcast designed to revive, recharge, and renew your faith and give you the tools to follow Jesus. Refresh comes to you from the Salvation Army in Gwinnett County, Georgia. We meet in person every Sunday at 1030 a.m. or online on Facebook and YouTube at Sal Army Gwinnett. We are excited that you have joined us this week and pray that God will bring his word to life. And now for our speaker. This is a great day. This is a wonderful day for us to come together and to begin to celebrate Christmas. What a crazy passage of scripture. Captain, what are you thinking? To have a a passage of scripture out of the, the far end of Matthew, long way away from the birth of Christ, what a we need to have a discussion. I need to leave that in my brief that we're talking about separating the sheep and the goats and this. The, how does this relate? And I thought about that. And I've got to be honest with you. I thought, how am I going to? I can say those words and then go off into Luke 2 where the shepherds came and the star and the manger. And, and you can just say it so that you would be satisfied that I stayed with your goal. But really talk about the Christmas story. Don't you just love seeing children portray Christmas? All the things that happened. Last year, I saw children who were portraying Christmas, and they finally got uh, to the presentation. And Mary and Joseph, these little children, knocked on the door, and the, (laughs) it's emotional. The innkeeper opened the door and said to them, there's no room. Well, the little girl who was playing the part of Mary, unbeknownst to the director of this musical, began to cry because it became so real. To, uh, to her, to, to, to what was going on. And then that took the emotional thing with whatever's going on with me today with Joseph. And then, jo- the, the, uh, not Joseph, the innkeeper said to them, no, 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 don't cry. You can come in. You can come in. <laughs> it ruined a perfectly, I don't know if you saw that or not, but you need, to, you need to search it on YouTube. It's a wonderful story of all that we see that happens. So don't worry, don't cry. You can come in. Christmas, what does it mean? Does it mean all the decorations of the trees and the beautiful advent with the light? Does it mean a wonderful fireplace? I don't know about you, but I'm really feeling some heat from uh, this fireplace. I'm really beginning to to, uh, enjoy that. What is Christmas all about? In our faith and who we are and who we say we are and what we sing about and what we preach, what does Christmas mean to you and to me? Let's just bring it home to us in Gwinnett. What does Christmas mean to you when you look at one of your four uh, processes of discipleship? What does it mean to you when you look at the word outward? That if Christmas is to happen, does it happen in these four walls? Does it happen in the beautiful celebration and in the music and the dance and all of the things that we do to, to, to worship the Lord? What does it mean to all of us here today when we talk about our focus needs to be outward? How do we take that Christmas story outward? Go back to that passage of scripture that you chose for some reason. I have no idea why you chose it. Go back with me just a little bit to when you came into our chapel this morning. When you came in and they took your temperature, have you ever wondered, I've often wondered, what am I going to do if my temperature is high? How am I going to act? It's like in the old days going to the Bank of America and you put your ATM machine and they used to talk. Do you remember when it used to talk to you? Sorry, William G. Mockaby, insufficient funds. 
and you turn around to the people that are in line and you say, there must be some mistake. I've got all kinds of money. What am I going to do when they take my temperature and all of a sudden they say, sir, you cannot come in. What am I going to do? How am I going to act? But when I came in today, I had all went through that entire process and came into the gym that I thought for what we're talking about today was a beautiful witness, a beautiful testimony to what this church should be of bringing food in from people, people who donated food, and we bring it in here so that when we give that food away, we might be Christ to people who will never see him or hear about him otherwise. What a crazy passage of scripture you've chosen today. We come in here and we talk about it and we sing and we enjoy the comfort and we're going to do all kinds of things and we're going to enjoy our family and I'm going to enjoy my family. I'm going to have the most wonderful time. But what does it mean if we don't do anything other than keep it in our hearts? What do we do to take this Christ child out into our community? I'd like to suggest something to you. I would like to suggest to you that we are to be, do Christ's bidding here on this earth. You are to be Jesus. God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, into this world in a manger, in Bethlehem, in the most unbelievable way. Everything that was supposed to have been impossible became possible because God in His divine plan brought Christ to this world. And as He brings Christ to this world, what are we supposed to do? There's a song written by Gowans. And it's a great song. He came to give us life in all of its fullness. He came to make the blind to see. He came to banish death and darkness. He came to set his people free. He liberate, his liberating love imparted. He taught men once again to smile. He came to bind the brokenhearted and God and man to reconcile. He came to give us life in all of its fullness. He came to make the blind to see. He came to banish death and darkness. He came to set his people free. We wonder why Christ came into the world. A uh, help, don't sing, I'm singing. <laughs> The one time I have a solo and somebody starts singing with me. <clears throat> so I'll start over. Roberta, I'll start over. We wonder why Christ came into the world. A helpless, homeless child. We wonder why he tolerated men. We, won we wonder why, we wonder why. The Son of God as man came down. What does this signify? Let me tell you what it signifies. It signifies the responsibility of every one of us to take this God's Son who came to be a part of our life what it signifies is the characteristic of God, His character. God char God's character becomes real for us in this environment of His omnipotence. God is all-powerful. I'm so grateful for the power of God in my life. 
I'm so grateful that he has given to me and provided for me and equipped me to do things that would be way beyond, way beyond what I could do on my own. I'm glad for the powerful hand of God, Captain, that makes warehouses become available when we think there are not. I'm grateful for the power of God when we think that there is a diagnosis that is given to us that there is in no way that we can, be, we can get away from or we can escape. He makes that go away and brings healing. It's the character of God, his omnipotence. Let me ask you this. Answer this in your, in your own mind. When is the last time you've seen the power of God? Really, really, the power of God. When is the last time that you became aware that you were standing in the presence of God Almighty? And as we use these church words today of being omnipotent, all-powerful, when is the last time that you really experienced the power of God in your life? You may be in a situation today that you have not shared something with anyone else and you have come to a crisis. You have come to a wall. You have come to, a, to, to just a complete halt in your life. And I am telling you today, you need to understand in your relationship with God, you need as you move out to understand the power of God, the power that brings warehouses, the power that brings healing, the power that makes the lame to walk and the blind to see, the power that shuts the mouths of the lions in the den, the, 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 the power of God that quenches the fiery furnace, that same power, the omnipotence, is available for you and for me. That's great news. And if you're going through something today, if there's something that you've not even told your spouse or your family or your closest friends, I am telling you that in this Christmas day, the omnipotence, the character of God, the omnipotence is available for you and for me. Do you believe that? His power brought us grace. His power brought us forgiveness. His power brought us, my favorite word in the scriptures, His power brought us redemption. And He set in motion the opportunity for us to live in the presence of God. You are the temple of the living God, it says in Corinthians. You are the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. This character of God, this, this, the character of God of His omnipotence, his, uh, uh, his, of who he is, is available for you because we are the temple of the living God. We are the place where the Spirit of God dwells. God had a great divine plan when he sent his son to the world as a baby. He was crucified. We know the story. We'll celebrate it in a few months. But then we also realize that it is the presence of God through his Holy Spirit that was left that lives in our life. I hope you believe it. Second, the omniscience of God. The omniscience is part of the character, his omnipotence and his omniscience, all knowing. He knows it all. There is no place where we can go that we can escape the presence of God or what he knows. I have quoted from it for an entire year. And anyone who hears me speak regularly is tired of hearing it, but it cannot escape it. The 139th Psalm. The 139th Psalm where David prays in this psalm about the, and, and acknowledges the presence of God. Where can I go to escape your presence? Where can I go that I can flee from you? 
What can I do that you will not be? If I go up, you are there. If I go down, you are there. If I go to the left, to the right, there you are. If I go in darkness, there you are. You are the light. If I go to the other side of the world, it says, there you may be. And I'm telling you this morning, the practicality of Christmas of 2020, the practicality of this Advent service, the practicality of what we do as we move forward and helping other people, this all-knowing that God knows where you are. You believe that? God knows where you are. When I die, when I die, there will be a head marker, and I already know what it's going to say. It's not going to say, I tried to tell you I was sick. I thought that would make that headstone, but it's two words. <laughs> I'm just on a roll today. It's a gift. It's just a gift. It's going to say two words. He knows. That's it. That sums up my life. That wherever I am, whatever I have done, wherever I may go, even in retirement, whatever happens to me, God knows my very steps. Because while I was still in my mother's womb, <clears throat> he knew me and ordained me and sanctified me. The psalmist David says, while I was in my mother's womb, he knit me together because I, you, are fearfully and wonderfully made. God knows everything about me and he has prepared the way because he is all-powerful. You believe that? And God is everywhere. Go back to Psalm 139. Where can I go? God is with you. He was with you in your uniform. He is with you in your appointment. He is with you in your work. Listen to me. He is with you in your unemployment. He is with you in your bounty. He is with you when things are not going well. He is with you in your health. He is with you when you are sick. Wherever you are, whatever's going on, I am telling you, the presence of God is there. I cannot escape him. I cannot escape the presence of God. I can take myself away, but I cannot escape him. And which reminds me of this light. The light is here not to entertain itself. The light is not here just to prove that it's a light. The light is here, and if you turn the lights out, it gives light. It gives light. You need, I need, listen to me, I need more every day. I need to understand this character of God, his omnipotence, his omnipresence, his omniscience, the character of God I need in my life today. And so do you. But here's what's more important in this Christmas season. Here's what's more important. The people you come in contact with, teachers, your students, Wherever you are, whatever your community is, whatever your tribe is, whatever's going on around you, the people you have influence over, they need to know about the character of God. And the character of God needs to be bright like a candle so that other people can see it. Outward, there's not a more important thing that you do other than your relationship with the Lord, your discipleship process today. There's nothing more important that we do than to take the love of God out of these four walls into the world. What a crazy passage of Scripture, Captain. 
When did we see you hungry? You came to our core. You wore your uniform. You looked really, really nice. You played in the band. You sang in the songsters. You sang solos. When did we see you hungry? People that might come into this church, people that might come into these four walls are people who could be Christ himself. It was a great lesson that he taught. A great lesson. We didn't see anybody hungry. We didn't see anybody naked. We didn't see anybody in prison. We, we don't know what you're talking about. And you know the great lesson of Jesus. And you have, when did we see you in all these areas? He said, and as much as you have done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. So when you see this great visual story, when you walk in here, what you see out there is more than boxes of foods. And I hope you saw it and tripped on it and bumped into it. I hope it reminded you as it did me, this is the vessel of the gospel. This can of beans or vegetables or whatever, whatever this food is, this is a candle. It is a candle with the expectation of hope in this Christmas season. This is a candle that goes into the world. And what do we do with that? Really, what do we do with that? It's got to be different. <clears throat> it's got to be different. It's got to be different this year than any other year so that we can take the love of Christ out of these four walls into this community. Captain, what a great passage of Scripture. What a great passage of Scripture. Even the disciples, those who were closest to Jesus, didn't get it. They didn't see it. When did we see you that way? When Jesus gave that great proclamation, inasmuch as you have done it unto the least, the least, you've done it unto me. Wouldn't it be great if every person that gave that food out, wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if every person who engaged people in this community gave it to them as if they were Jesus? It would make us see differently. It would make us express differently. It would make us follow up differently. It would make us treat the whole world in ways that we've never thought of if we actually realized that the people that come through that door is as if we were giving it to Jesus. I have great expectations for what can happen. I have great expectations for what you've done already in this core, in this church. I have great expectations for the people who might be impacted who otherwise never would be because of the light, the expectation of hope that leaves this place in a box and it becomes a candle to all the world. Now, where are you individually? Not as a, not as a, corporate, not, not as a corporate prayer, as an individual. Each one of you looking deep in your own soul, not in the soul of someone else. Not in the soul of your spouse or your family or your friends or the person who's done you wrong. Each one of you looking deep, deep, deep inside of yourself and claim the character of God. His omnipotence, his omnipresence, and his omniscience. All powerful, all knowing, and always there. That should be you. Father, we thank you because you came as a babe in a manger. 
God in human form. God is a baby born to a virgin and all the things that we see at Christmas time. And we've been challenged today to think about scripture that goes along with all the story of the scriptures that all connects together of how we are to look outside of who we are so that this Christ child, the character of God can become real in all of our lives. Bless every person who is here, those who are kneeling at their seats. Pray, Father, that you would speak through the power of your Holy Spirit in everything that is said and done. We make our prayer in Jesus' name. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening to Refresh. Be sure to hit subscribe and like us on Facebook and YouTube to never miss an episode. If you liked what you heard, be sure to share it with your friends and family. We pray that you will be refreshed and ready to take on your week. See you next time. God bless.